Pharmacy Joe here. I want to let you know that the next three episodes of the podcast are going to be replaced from a series I did in July 2019 on a survey of ICU professionals and their knowledge of clinically relevant pharmacokinetic knowledge on antibiotic dosing. This information is still relevant today, so I wanted to bring it back to the top of the podcast feed. So this episode is 723. I'll be referencing episode 414 for the show notes in the podcast. What's up, Pharmacy Nation? I'm Pharmacy Joe. Thank you for listening to the Elective Rotation, a critical care pharmacy podcast. This is episode 414. In this episode, I'll discuss a recent survey of intensive care professionals about clinically relevant pharmacokinetic knowledge on antibiotic dosing. I have all the evidence supporting today's show linked up in the show notes at pharmacyjoe.com slash episode 414. This survey was published in May 2019 in the journal Critical Care, and the lead author was Lucas M. Fleurin. The study was of a survey that was sent out to over 20,000 intensive care professionals in May of 2018. There were over 1,400 responses, mostly from clinicians in European countries. Respondents in descending order of frequency were intensivists, residents, fellows, and nurses. The survey was a set of 12 questions designed to cover clinically relevant topics related to antibiotic pharmacokinetics in the setting of intensive care medicine. The core competencies, which the questions were drawn from, were defined by the competency-based training in intensive care medicine in Europe collaboration. The questionnaire pass rates were 42% for intensivists, 36% for fellows, 25% for residents, and 6% for nurses. The authors concluded that clinically relevant pharmacokinetic knowledge on antibiotic dosing among intensive care professionals is insufficient. This should be addressed given the importance of adequate antibiotic exposure in critically ill patients with sepsis. Solutions include improved education, intensified pharmacy support, therapeutic drug monitoring, or the use of real-time bedside dosing software. Questions may provide useful for teaching purposes. In this and upcoming episodes of this podcast, I'll review the answers to the survey questions asked and the clinical relevance of each question. The first question listed four antibiotics, vancomycin, ceftriaxone, miropenem, and ciprofloxacin. Respondents were asked to categorize each antibiotic as lipophilic or hydrophilic. Ciprofloxacin is lipophilic, while vancomycin, ceftriaxone, and miropenem are hydrophilic. This is clinically relevant because the degree of hydro or lipophilicity heavily influences the apparent volume of distribution of antibiotics. While the hydrophilic antibiotics listed have a volume of distribution ranging from 7 to 69 liters, ciprofloxacin has a volume of distribution of 150 liters or greater. Changes in critically ill patients may increase the volume of distribution, such as fluid overload from resuscitation or leaking capillary beds from sepsis. With this knowledge of hydro or lipophilicity, the clinician can predict that lipophilic high volume of distribution drugs like ciprofloxacin are much less likely to be affected by changes in volume of distribution due to critical illness than vancomycin, ceftriaxone, or miropenem. 
Questions two and three were open-ended and asked which antibiotic is barely protein-bound and for which antibiotic using continuous infusion is a loading dose least important? And the answer to both these questions is meropenem. Meropenem's hydrophilicity and lack of protein binding make it have a very low volume of distribution. It also has a very short half-life of one hour. For these reasons, meropenem reaches steady state very quickly compared with other antibiotics, and a loading dose is less important than with, for example, vancomycin. Questions 4 and 5 address the effects of severe renal dysfunction on the dosing schedules for vancomycin, ceftriaxone, meropenem, and ciprofloxacin. Question 4 asked, in the case of severe renal dysfunction, how should the maintenance dose be adapted for these antibiotics? And question 5 asked, in the case of severe renal dysfunction, how should the initial dose be adapted for these antibiotics? For all antibiotics listed in these questions, the initial dose is unchanged and the maintenance doses should be decreased. The authors of the survey also accepted increasing the dosing interval for question 4, not just lowering the dose. Pharmacists that practice in intensive care settings can play a key role in ensuring clinicians have adequate pharmacokinetic knowledge on antibiotic dosing. You can do so by discussing things on rounds, designing education material for your colleagues based on the questions highlighted in the study, or by sharing this podcast with them. To download a copy of my free visual critical care antibiotic coverage guide, go to pharmacyjoe.com slash ABX. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you in the next episode of The Elective Rotation.